So about the NPCs, um, they are with that spirit, they are empty holographic projection. Uh, so basically it's an algorithm and they often think they are alive and real, but most of them, they, are, they have uh, memories that are uploaded in them. Uh, so they think they are real and even the clones and even us sometimes. So even with our memories, um, and I'm going to share later an example about my memories. It, it can be very, it is complex, our memories. There is nothing to heal in uh, non-player characters, NPCs. They usually don't make entire sense, right? You will feel like you eat a wall or you, yeah, you eat the wall of their programming usually. You might feel, you, you might feel unqualified and doubt yourself if you try to work with the energies of non-spirited clients if you are a healer because you are not working with real energy so you are working with actually loop energy so you don't feel like you you know you cannot manage the energy because it's an holographic energy so it might make you doubt about your abilities as a healer uh, which is the aim of the program it's a way to gaslight you and make you doubt but you know that when you work with real individuals, then you know what you are able to do. So that's also something to remember. When you deal with NPCs, it's important to remember what they are. Uh, it's gonna, it helps with the triggering or to understand really what's going on, right? They are not spirited, they are simulated being. They behave a certain way as it's imprinted in their code, and they can also have positive characteristics. They can be charming, they can be nice, they can be easygoing, all of that. Once you know they are not real, it, it doesn't really affect your self-esteem or, or your perfectionism programming. Um, they can do weird things like move your, your things, move your objects, uh, just sometimes to create a question. Um, so. They usually run mainstream programs. You know, you can sometimes recognize they, they have a lot, they wear perfume, really strong perfume, for example, or uh, they are into like the, the fast food culture, like pizza, you know, if they want to invite you, they already have this thing in mind and it's so different from your reality. Uh, and of course we are encouraged to live a 3D life as they do, because they do live, uh, of course it's savory if the, the fire creation beings have completely forgotten and live a 3D life. And we were pushed with that 3D life when we were in school and so on. Backdrops, so the NPCs, they are in their loops for you to stay in yours. Uh, they are used to engineer false realities in our lives. Uh, and we find them in every field of life. Uh, there are many, many different templates, some very basic, low frequency not nice and you will find nicer higher frequency templates like someone working in the eco construction is going to be an upgrade from the general field of construction i do personally avoid my neighbors for a few years already took a lot of distance with them um, the npcs uh, explain also why there is such a huge following and you and such a huge collective connect cognitive dissonance uh, when each narratives are being launched and there is this impression of pressure and majority uh, that we feel. These NPCs are doing as they are told by their code mainly and they are being triggered 
uh, in programming by what they hear on the radio, what they hear on TV. Sometimes it's automatic. That's also why media exists to trigger all this programming all the time. Generally, they are making you believe you are getting something out of, you know, the exchange when usually what you are getting out of it is that you are getting indulged and controlled and diminished. Um, but there is often this money programming, for example, that is there to let handlers in, right? So, you know, maybe we accept help that we wouldn't accept if we were uh, not uh, struggling with some layers of scarcity programming. So the backdrop handler, so the non-spirited one, they are mainly distractors. Uh, they are mainly there for distractions. You have like the basic calibers that we review in module one. In surface, generally it looks like everything is normal, but deep down there is triggering and accessing and mind games at play. Uh, the, some of the new cage handlers do encourage you to blend in with the 3D reality and to believe in the 3D program, right? Including the 3D uh, kind of new KG spirituality that is devoid of essence. And that is kind of encouraging your passivity and um, you, know, you not taking action, especially not in your deprogramming. A lot of the handling is carried out by the backdrops, um, especially when we don't have so much memory. So spirited handlers are much more complex, I think, to, to navigate. The triggering can be much, much deeper. Now it gets more complex when handlers are real because they, they have much more active abilities than the backdrops. Uh, and I find that also um, templates where there is a trace of a spirit are kind of also complex to navigate because you have these echo memories, but you but you also, the spirit has left. So it's a weird kind of also empty envelope um, to work with. And you, uh, I, I find a lot of loop energy also with this um, envelope where the spirit has gone. Sometimes it's your own alter system, which is gonna like uh, find and connect to your handlers or, or you know, your own wounding. And that's how you're gonna kind of contact them uh, for you as well. Um, sometimes it's the algorithm online, you know, you can have like uh, data or, or, you know, when you make a search on Google or, or you can have someone appearing on your Facebook. It happened to me with different handlers, at least two. So there is a lot of re re reunion by the computer system, right? That's when you have your, your fake synchronicities, when you bump into a new person at the corner of the road and that person is going to end up being your handler maybe for one year. Now it's probably, we, we probably move faster through it, but in the past it might have been like that. 
we generally have several handlers in our lives at, at the same time, right? With different uh, percentage and degree, right? It's always a percentage and degree. Handlers are usually under mind control, right? Uh, their dark choices are being taken advantage of, and they are used also to control our mind and our consciousness. Um, they are sent to your life in order to keep you in line in your programming, to put you back in your programming, to keep it active, to discourage you from deprogramming, for example, from guilt programming, right? And especially when you place boundaries, you notice that some beings are sent to kind of test your boundaries or push your boundaries. So they sometimes are there also to trigger dormant programming that was not active and that would not have been active if it, if it wasn't directly triggered by them. That's also where you find some of the sexual programming kicking in and the beta sex kitten. So online handlers, um, we have a lot of them. We had a lot of them in our past, right? If you've been um, through the new age uh, or, you know, the fringe scene um, and they are there to handle the information scene and engineer our lives. Um, now they're going to influence the way we spend our time because they're going to influence what we research, what we think about, how we think um, and in which order we think. So it, it has a lot of, and the frequency also, it's a frequency we connect to and generally not the highest quality frequency. We have many style of, of, of handling. Um, they usually create a lot of uh, power dynamic, right? They like to be in control. People who like to be in control are often recruited as handler. Uh, so that's why we have to work on that. Also, if you don't want to find ourselves in these shoes, they tend to increase your fog programming. So you don't really know what's going on and to discourage your rising discernment. They disguise themselves or the program as good ideas. That's your next job proposition or an idea of a project. Uh, handlers can access your people-pleasing alters and encourage them. Also encourage the expression of what is not really you in you and encourage only certain aspects of you, maybe only the 3D you or maybe the people-pleasing you. Um, and of course, they encourage you to answer their needs as well. Now with handlers, we end up with torture echo, a lot of emotional pain. They can put us, us into self-hatred programming. Um, these controlling behaviors from handler are there also to micromanage our life and to bring us into the engineering that has been designed for us. slides are interesting because they are about gaslighting, right? Um, I have a video on my YouTube channel. I go back to it. I also uh, take in took inspiration for that YouTube channel from my experience with different Draco uh, because they are, of course, master at uh, gaslighting, but sometimes so are the non-spirited beings here or other beings, sometimes because of denial and cognitive, cognitive dissonance, right? So... 
Gaslighting is a psychological effect um, that we experience when our perceptions are being invalidated by the shadow projections of others. Now, even when you practice assertive communication, um, it's not going to work or be effective or have the result we want, we would like maybe for it uh, to have. Uh, when we are dealing with someone who is gaslighting you and someone who is manipulative. So the, the media is gaslighting us all the time with all their engineered narratives. And it's been going on for all, forever with all these um, contexts. We, you know, it's, kind, it's completely creating the reality we think we are experiencing. Um, and I think the more we are walking to create our microverse within the context of our home and where we live and uh, our psychic abilities as well. We, we, we feel it more and more that there is a sense of fakeness about what's going on. And um, sometimes some of their narrative, we might even not be at all interested by, by them and kind of, um, you know, it's really not your cup of tea. It's always been my case with the more political stuff, like, uh, for example, Antifa, it was really something that I, I never really looked into. And it, it just, the frequency of it was really not my cup of tea, right? But in my work with other other reels, especially because this is the reels that they are uh, tracing and um, chasing uh, to kind of uh, spider web them into these uh, narratives. Because when we are busy with this narrative, we are not uh, focusing on uh, deprogramming ourselves or creating content that helps other to deprogram or um, solidify really alliances or relationships that are valuable to us. We find a lot of this doom and gloom, you know, we find a lot of that in 2020 with the, it's kind of the same. The, now we're in this uh, context also, uh, you know, with uh, the, all these contexts try to activate our survival programming. You, If you were already with the, the alternative uh, scene of information, there was still a lot of survival programming with, you have to become autonomous, you have to become independent, uh, you know, you have 10 more years before uh, your, um, if you're a truther, you, you're going to be refused from, from the smart cities and all of that. And it, it still activates your, your survival programming because you're like, oh, yeah, I better get to it, right? And this is all part because these are fear, fear states, right, where you do things in a different order when you're afraid than if you were not afraid and if you were calm. And we know that very well. And that's exactly, you find a lot of uh, doom and gloom narratives created by all the, these cabal players. Now, when you are either gaslighting someone or being gaslit, you have cover and screen memories about what's been really going on. And then usually with time, you are breaking free from programming. You are kind of revisiting. That's how you break uh, through false memories. Now, gaslighting is a form of handling that deflect the energy and that invalidate your perceptions because we have all this to offer and that's how we would like to express, but we're not, um, we, it, it can be discouraging until we have found other players who are playing on our levels and who are kind of making similar choices about the experience that they want to have here. 
some of your friends, some of our friends are gaslighting us when they are telling us their handlers are so wonderful and that they have, uh, had been having such a great time together and that they were healing together. Uh, they are in fact in cognitive dissonance, right? So it might be triggering, especially when you know that these are their handlers, but of course you cannot tell them because they have to kind of discover that themselves. And, you know, uh, sometimes it's really not our place when people are not ready. So sometimes the psychic pressure uh, of the other person's vision, because you can psychically tune to how they are perceiving reality, which usually is upside down, can make you doubt uh, your own perception, your own experience, um, if you don't trust your clear abilities enough, right? Uh, and especially when it's being repeating, repeated, that's the repetition of it coming to your field that is kind of tiring as well. But it's only the pretense of an untrue version of reality. Uh, it deforms the image you have of yourself and it encouraging negative self-talk. Now, gaslighting is a debilitating thing happening because we're not it's it makes it harder to make decision and to uh, stay strong with our boundary setting um gaslighting makes it harder to trust ourselves now we have been and can be used and have been used to gaslight others around us even people we love um due to our limited uh, beliefs and our limitation, right? We are all the time kind of slightly gaslighting each other because of our programming, but there is also a percentage to gaslighting, right? It becomes a problem at a certain level. It's a big derailment program. It has been in the past, um, I think for my, many fire creation beings. Uh, I noticed that there are many different levels as there, are, as there are many templates for NPCs. There are many templates also for beta sex kitten programming. And there are some templates that target more heavily men and women. It can suddenly derail um, or life, or it, it can, if it's not really being acted upon, or it can like entirely derail our life if we really go for the programming. And I think um, the fire creation beings here need a little bit of time and experience to really understand and deprogram from the most active layers. Many of our desires are programmed here. Uh, how we experience reality. Um, the degree of sexual programming is so very extensive. I, I mean, even being aware of it doesn't mean it's all deactivated. Um, then they also mix, of course, a lot of sexual programming with other kind of programming, uh, sometimes relationship programming, like uh, Prince Charming programming and happily ever after programming or Avalon programming. And it, it all the programming mixed together is even more confusing. 
And so a lot of uh, sexual relationships were also engineered. Uh, now, you sometimes have a lot of non-spirited beings who are programmed to really cross boundaries. They are also heavily programmed by, you know, the all, all that is Disney industry or entertainment industry. So um, they often want you to like them or to uh, witness them. Um, so they, they also are programmed sometimes to feel this attraction to you because of what they how they've been programmed to and um, you will feel it in the room, you know, sometimes it can derail your life for years. Um, if you sign up for a partner that is a handler and you know it's going to be complicated. Now, in the MK Ultra programs, you also find a lot of uh, pain equals pleasure, right? So we also have like the altars that are you know programmed with uh, a lot of sex sex kitten um, and they can be responding to a lot of the triggers that are outside so um, sex kitten can be relatively dormant until it's being triggered at different um, times you know generally by big time and lures on the journey uh, they can also be so that programming can also be activated by others who use really these love bite me methods or that, that really have this sex kitten programming very active. They can kind of transfer or reactivate it in you. Um, many reels uh, add their people pleasing personality access for sexual purposes. When you listen to stories around you, you know. Um, there are lots of or even our own sometimes but uh we also we find often that love at first sight is generally addiction or programming at first sight um we are programmed also to mistake beta sex kitten programming for love because it generates such strong reaction in the body So prepare this class because I think uh, all of us had to deal with engineered relationships, uh, especially romantically as well, and they can really make you loop for quite a while, and they also can be quite uh, painful to recover from. So I think it's an important topic. So they are clearly used to modify our timelines, uh, to vortex our time and our energy. They are also there to keep us away from what truly matters for us. They are a great source of distraction and uh, to keep us away from our true path. Uh, we go on detours and loops when we are involved in them. Um, and of course, they are there so we get lost in the game, kind of forgetting. Usually there is a spiral of pain as well. Of course, they are there to handle the way you or me we spend our time and where we focus our energy of course when you're engaged in a romantical relationship a great deal of your time and attention goes there 
Um, when you look back, um, you know, sometimes you can see how much of a setup it was, how much of a distraction it was, especially uh, the more you remember the, the rules of the game here. Now we forget sometimes what landlords can do to our mental health and the degree to which it, they can affect it. Uh, I think all of us had to grieve uh, what can never be here in this game with them. Um, and we had to do that to be here where we are today. Um, and when, when they are here corrupted beyond a certain point, uh, they are dangerous because here mind control is ruling and they are being accessed through their shadow, through their jealousy, through their, through their darkness. Um, if, as me, you can generally trace the, the engineering and the underground kind of networking that was going on and how it all got started uh, for you to encounter certain uh, beings. Sometimes it's AI run, sometimes it's, it's a networking involving mind, mind control. Um, when we realize the, the degree of orchestration, of course, we can keep on working on integrating the entry point that led to the experience of such orchestrated uh, settings and setups. I, th I think that if we want to know about someone's hidden structures, it's always great to look at who is their partner. It's gonna reveal a lot um, about what they see or what they don't see, or to what degree they have deprogramming the game. For example, if you're aware, that they have, you know, they are fire creation and they have a, a, a partner that is not fire creation, that is non-spirited, you know, you, you know that they still have to open their eyes to some of the degree of engineering by the simulation here. Okay, so allies, um, you know, you can have false allies proposed by the matrix. Um, you know, being spirited is not enough to be an ally here. There are different degrees of to being an ally, from weak allies to strong allies playing on your level. So you have a lot of latitude in between even allies, and it's not like a clear cut all the time, right? You have different degrees, and uh, you have to, you know, you have to also know on, you know, what level you play, and remember, and you know, give yourself credit for that, and and then see on on what levels others are playing, and of course, if they are playing like uh you know a, a few levels down you're gonna deal with um, programming when you you know when you interact with them that you can meet an occasional ally here and there but you really it's really in spaces and you more and more we have to set these spaces ourselves and less jo joining less like the the spaces that are you know set with so much simulation and not protected and so on and um it takes time also, it takes patience, um, it takes, you know, uh, integrating the altars to focus in the right fruitful place as well and to nurture what is true. But that's showing the entanglement and the, the codependency active, right? And um, you have a lot of fire creation beings who are very tied to their family and that, that's how it works, right? And so they do things all together and it's hard to, for you to interact with them when they are alone. I'm, I don't interact with them anymore because they have become a family and their whole life become their, their family. That's how the simulation also gets you.
you know, I, uh, I've had a deep dive also with uh, animal this year, um, you know, because it's, uh, it's always a training to, um, you know, recognize the fire creation spirit animals, because these are the ones where we really can build relationship uh, with, right? So um, I noticed that there is a lot of guilt programming around the animal world. Um, much is being pushed uh, also to access our heart through the animal cause, for example, on social media. Uh, you know, you, you have all these like uh, animal videos or stories and it's hard not to be touched, but we never really know who really are these animals, um, you know, and, and what is really hiding in the background. Now, the problem with a rescue center and rescue animal operations is that they don't have any discernment about what is simulation and what is not. And if you spend your time, I mean, with holographic projections, you're not really helping anyone, right? Anyone real. I mean, there would be for sure a lot of engineering there because I think uh, a lot of fire creation beings are touched by the animal cause. That's actually a field where you can find a lot of reals uh, who have good intentions, but also a lot of reals who are fooled and handled because of that, uh, you know, that you, you really need to go in this field or to relate to the animal cause, I think with discernment to really have the most impact possible. Um, you know, maybe that's how I started to quit meat and things like that. It was first because of a lot of, I think, uh, false campaign as well, based on a lot of, um, a, a lot of, a lot of lies as well. So I do think that to be really impactful, uh, it's great to actually work with the app or our own abilities and to really choose the animals we want to interact with and we want to help um, based on who, who they are as a spirit, right? Maybe in the past, as me, you've been exchanging with uh, animal communicators. And I would say that it was interesting, but it was also misleading in some ways because it doesn't have this uh, simulation way of reviewing reality, which I think is, is very, very important because they can give you a lot of half truth. Like anybody who will read the Akashic record for you will also give you half truth that kind of half fit your profile, but still something is missing. So recognizing AI in animals. Um, so I'm going to share some photos today. Many are traps and for some it's very easy. You just need to look at their photo. You know, they are not spirited, they, they are not fire creation. Um, AI animals are generally not so receptive to healing. Uh, they tend to show limited healing progresses, um, just as backdrop humans do, right? They kind of, even if they have a aha moment, sometimes the next day they are back in their loop. Right. Um, and some, you know, with my cat release, I had to repeat every day. You know, if I was giving it back flower, it would work a little bit on his personality, but I had to really repeat it every day. There was not much expansion. He wasn't expanding from, you know, the support. Um, and of course, this is because of the heavy AI programming. Uh, with AI dogs and cats, I noticed that I quickly get bored, you know, after interacting with them. I, I, I'm not sure it's even five minutes. 
um, but it, it, you, you don't have a presence, you don't have a real feel, so it's kind of repetitive to pet them, for example. Um, and for me, I noticed that with Ulysse, there was a lot of sacrifice programming, right? I, 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 I kind of had this commitment inside, uh, that, and but I was kind of waiting also that some years in the future, it would be gone, so that's also a red flag. So for me, it's fruitful to focus on the spirited animals, right? Who, but not all of them, the ones who are willing to heal. Um, so it's a very small portion of animals, but it's great because um, we can also focus better and find them. Um, spirited animals are definitely smarter than the regular AI animal. They understand energy uh, and a spirit as presence. I've been reflecting a dog needs a human while a human don't really need a dog, right? You can do with that, but the dog, the dogs kind of need the human. So they are more vulnerable, in fact, if they are incarnated in, in a dog or sometimes in a cat as well. Uh, there is much engineering around spirited animals. They are handled, they are targeted. Um, they are very often placed in handled families, which of course is very traumatizing for them and invalidating also. There is a lot of gaslighting and, uh, you know, uh, interruption with them. pretty unpredictable and surprising with sudden disappearances and losses that you would never have expected. Uh, you never really know what to expect. And the good thing is that good things also can also appear out of nowhere. And we are having with other beings, we, we are kind of exploring this sum of the frequency of me with the, the frequency of them. And nothing can really ever replace or imitate it's a it's a very unique thing um, there are many false uh, healing teachings and fake matrix templates about grieving uh, you will find literature you will find a lot of uh, podcasts or uh, different you know resources um, that are led by backdrops or draco controlled beings that are uh, controlled by the cabal as well um, so also, while we are grieving, we get sometimes this false feedback from the matrix or from non-spirited beings. So we find a lot of projection. I mean, I put human, but it's more like backdrop projections and false beliefs, a lot of new age beliefs about uh, and programming about what is life, what is death. Um, and backdrops can be clumsy during grief. Uh, sometimes you don't hear from them. Sometimes uh, they will tell you things that are triggering because they are a little clueless uh, and you know they don't have a real connection to heart either um, and with a lot of it, like literature you know it does not feel really like it matches um, our experience of the higher planes that we're kind of all experiencing at one about a, you know about a grief process so um, how people are behaving around us when we, why we are grieving is often a great indicator about who they are 
you know, you can have a fire creation friend just telling you a few words and you just feel their warmth and uh, that they are there and that they really mean it. And, and, and then you can compare a lot of their backdrop reaction to, to that kind of reaction. Uh, I, I don't think 3D thinking is very helpful um, to really heal deeper. Um, and I, I do have observed that grief is heavier than it could be many, many, many times. Uh, backdrops dying is not the same thing as fire creation beings dying or losing a fire creation being. It, can be, it doesn't have to be human. It can be a pet as well. Um, and grieving a real fire creation being um, is definitely different than a backdrop type of grief. Now you find a lot of victimhood softwares um, and you know a lot of beings are believing too deeply in that very thick programming where we feel powerless on changing anything or being able to become a, a higher version of ourselves. Uh, suicide is really about believing in the programming at that moment and letting the programming dictate and kind of take over you and your decision and control you, right? Um, it is often a thing of the moment, right? And usually, you know, so it's interesting how they play on timelines as well. Um, it can take time to be accepting how the game has been played with the collapsing of the timelines we, we were building. It's really hard to predict how it's going to turn out. You can, um, it's often sudden departure are often a timeline collapsing and we can feel that like it's a timeline redesigning. The spirit is eternal, though um, absence in this realm may seem like a very, very long journey to go through. Our highest timelines are always attacked, and we have many enemies working on sabotaging what we are working on. We are not the only one with a say here, unfortunately. Uh, consciousness of life is taking many different forms. Um, um, the spirit goes way beyond his incarnation and connect to that place of relief where all is well beyond the suffering and the intensity of the experience here. It's love uh, and goes to experience again. The spirit knows no end. It may feel like a long time when we are missing them, uh, when we manage to rise above where all is well. In the eternal dance of all, there lies a great relief for us. Uh, the eternal spirit smiles peacefully in the e eternal experience of life. Mm -hmm.